May I have your attention, please? My name is Andy Black, and you need to understand that America's healthcare system is broken. They haven't found a single cure for any disease in over 60 years, even though America spends more money on doctor's visits, prescription drugs, physical therapies, surgeries, and specialists than any other nation on the planet. In spite of all that, America is dead last in ranking of all the industrialized nations. If Americans were living longer and had a higher quality of health than all those nations, that would be great. But the truth is we are not living longer and we don't feel better. In fact, we have more disease and live considerably shorter lives than they do. Even their overall quality of health is ranked considerably higher than ours. So thank you for choosing to listen to today's health update. The one place you can turn to to learn the truth about America's sick care system. Truth is, the pharmaceutical system decided many years ago to never cure another disease. And in back rooms, you can hear them explain that there is simply too much money in treating symptoms of disease to ever release another cure. Today's health update is much more than just physical health. By listening to Roy Williams, you will learn how to support your health naturally to avoid using prescription drugs, and how to decrease pain and feel 10 to 15 years younger in just one month. Roy also keeps you informed about fake diseases such as COVID and how to supercharge your immune system naturally. And what is fast becoming his most popular show, Freedom Fridays. So sit back, relax, and listen so you can begin to understand why so many say to Roy, your show is the shortest 30 minutes on the radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's health update. I am Roy Williams, the guru of good health, the superintendent of supplementation. Hoping you're getting ready to bring in a wonderful new year. Uh, you know, it is what you make of it. And if you want to start the year right, if you want to start the day right, if you want to start your life uh, on a good basis, you need to know the Word of God. And since it is Monday, this is Monday School, and I'm going to teach you what I would normally teach uh, if I were still teaching Sunday School at church. Instead, I started teaching it on this radio show, and we've been going through the book of Proverbs because if there's ever been a time in history when we as a society needed to, uh, uh, to have wisdom, this is it. Remember, Proverbs is uh, written for uh, everyday Christians so that they would know how to live their lives in the flesh with wisdom. So remember last, uh, last week I went into the book of Romans, and I did that for Christmas. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, you know, a unique and separate way of uh, maybe looking at it from what most people are used to in man's traditions of on, uh, you know, on Christmas, you, uh, you go through Luke chapter 2, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that, absolutely nothing wrong with celebrating uh, the birth of Jesus Christ, although most likely that was his conception day. I think they want to avoid you knowing uh, that that was conception day. That's when uh, the Holy Spirit started dwelling among humans, and we know that because uh, immediately after uh Mary uh, was given the word that she was, uh, you know, going to come of child uh, by God himself. In other words, the Spirit was going to visit her. 
and she became pregnant, she immediately went and visited Elizabeth. And if you look at the, that information there, you can pretty well map it out uh, that it was around December the, the 25th when she conceived. But the reason man's traditions wouldn't want you to know that, and especially Satan wouldn't want you to know that, is because he likes to really mess up the calendar. He don't want us worshiping uh, God on any day, much less uh, giving special attention on the correct day, uh, which (laughs) we'll get into some other time. But right now, uh, let's, uh, let's learn all we can from the book of Proverbs, and let's go into this new year with some really, really... Uh, good wisdom, good knowledge, good understanding, especially of God's Word. Remember, God put us on this earth in flesh bodies uh, for a reason, and it was to test us to see if we would choose Him or we would choose Satan. Because in the first earth age, it's very clear if you study the whole Bible and you read it, it's very clear uh, that one-third of the angels, the sons of God, the that were living on this earth in the first earth age. It is the same earth. It's the same heaven. It's just three different dispensations of time. But in the first dispensation of time, one-third of them was tricked by Satan and followed him. Uh, So God put us in the flesh bodies, born of water. uh, And he said, you're going to be blank. You're not going to remember anything about the first earth age. And you're going to be given the opportunity through the word of God uh, to decide are you going to follow Satan or are you going to uh, live according to God's words? And that's the choice. But how do you live according to God's words? you got to know his words. Now, even though we left off, uh, we finished Proverbs chapter 22 two weeks ago with verse 26. We went through it. I'm going to go through it again because it ties into 27. So if you're following along in the King James Version of the Bible, I'm going to give you uh, the 26th verse as it's written in uh, the King James Version. Then I'm going to give you modern English, and that's how I teach. Uh, Because a lot of people simply have trouble understanding the Word of God because it was written in Old English, and then in the 1800s they modernized it, but the English has changed a lot since the 1800s, and so it'll give you a clearer picture. And I, I just love the people that contact me and say, for the first time in my life I'm beginning to understand the Word of God. And some of you may be like I was and many others were. You may have gone through your whole life going, there's got to be more to it than what I'm being taught. And we got a problem in today's society. Uh, I think it's a big problem. Uh, the preachers will get up there and they'll pick out one or two, maybe three verses of, of, of God's Word, and they'll, they'll read them, and then they'll go off on man's traditions about what that means when you don't have to do that. The Word of God is complete. Jesus said, Behold, I have told you all things. How did he tell us all things? Through the prophets, through the Old Testament, through the New Testament. In other words, through the Word of God, because the Word of God is the Word of God. It's a special, special thing to know. So let's read verse 26. King James Version says, Be not thou one of them that strike hands, or of them that are sureties for debts. Uh, you know, you ever been involved in something where you shake your hand, shake somebody's hand, you make a deal with them and shake their hand? There was a time in our society when you could live by the handshake. Not so much anymore. But that's what it's talking about when it says strike hands. So in modern English it would read, do not be one to shake hands or become collateral for others' debts. 
You don't want to do that. Why? Well, let's read verse 27, and it will start to get even clearer for you. You know, if you're one that's going to stand surety for other people's debts, 27 is liable to happen. Because it says, King James Version says, if thou hast nothing to pay, why should he take away thy bed from under thee? Now, uh, as you can see, that's written in a way that it's almost confusing. Why should he take away? Is that like it's asking a question? And it is a question. But you got to understand what the how the Hebrew language worked. Modern English would read this way. If you have no way to pay as a result of striking hands or creating too much debt or going too much debt and paying too much interest, if you have no way to pay, what will stop them from taking your possessions? That's a much better way to read that today. Now, they would have read it under with that understanding in the 1800s, but today it, it loses a lot of that, uh, that understanding. I do not ever change the Word of God. I'm just putting it in modern English, and I do that by looking every word up in the Bible in the Strong's Concordance, and then I, I follow that to the Hebrew, and I break it down into modern English, exactly what it would say today without changing the meaning of God's Word. I could, I will never change the meaning of God's Word. I would never do that. All right, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 28 says, Remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set. Modern English, do not remove the ancient boundary markers. Okay, you know what it's talking about. They set up those boundaries. They set up the, the markers. Uh, which your ancestor said it. Uh, you know, uh, there was a time in this country when people would go and buy a plot of land and, and they would have stones stacked here or, or a tree there for the boundary markers, or maybe it was a gully or a ditch or a creek. But guess what? Uh, they found out back then they could go and move that stack of rocks or, or mark the different tree and claim that that was the boundary and steal people's lands. That's telling you just be honest in all your dealings. Proverbs twenty two twenty nine says, Seest thou a man diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. Now, there's another one that's a little difficult to understand. It asks the question, uh, and I'm going to ask it in modern English. Do you see someone skilled in their work? Well, if you do, then the finish of it would be this. They will present themselves before the kings, the king of kings, that's Jesus Christ, by the way, they'll present themselves before the king of kings. They will not bow down before people of low character. Don't you ever bow down to people of low character, and don't you ever, ever forsake the word of God. And you stand up. Don't be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Don't be ashamed of what's in the Bible. You stand up for what's right. If everybody in this world would do that, it'd be a much different world. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 23, verse 1. When thou sittest to eat with the ruler, consider diligently what is before thee. Let's read that in modern English. When you planned, uh, when you when you plan uh, to fight against those that govern you, uh, consider carefully what you decide. Now I know it says when thou sittest to eat with a ruler. If you break that down in Hebrew, basically what it's saying you're planning to fight or you're going up against somebody of power. Well, if you plan to do that, then was it say consider carefully? what you decide. You better be careful. Powerful people can hurt you. 
It's just saying, be careful, stand for what you say, and say what you mean. 23.2, King James Version says, And put a knife to thy throat, if thou be a man given to appetite. Modern English, put a knife to your throat, if you're one who is given to greed. That's what that means in Hebrew. 23.3 says, do not, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, it says, be not desirous of his dainties, talking about the, the person offering you this powerful person offering you the food, for they are deceitful meat. Now, that's the King James Version. Modern English says, do not desire their delicacies, for they are foods of deception. Oh, they'll use anything to trick you. They'll use any uh, means to get you to see things the way they want you to see them, okay? Uh, that's what they do, and we got to be careful uh, who we do business with, and we've got to pay attention to the decisions that are made when we do business with them. All right, and moving on to uh, verse 4, it says, Labor not to be rich. Cease from thine own wisdom. Wow, what a powerful statement. In other words, don't work too hard for riches. Stop depending on your own understanding. Now, that's right out of the Word of God, folks. Are you one of those people that thinks you're all special and you can do it yourself and you don't need no help? Uh, you better be careful because you're depending on your own understanding. If you leave God out of the equation, you're probably going to get in trouble. That's true of my life. I'm sure it is yours too. Verse 5, uh, let's see, read that. Wilt, <laughs> wilt thou set thine eyes upon that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle toward heaven. Listen to this in modern English. Will you set your sight on false hope? For wealth can certainly sprout wings and disappear like an eagle flying toward heaven. Don't that make more sense? Be careful what you want. Why are you setting your eyes on, on false hopes? Why are you dreaming dreams that are... Uh, and I'm not saying you shouldn't dream. I'm not saying you shouldn't set goals. You should. But you know what? Put God into that equation. Ask God, is this the right path for you? Is this the right direction you should go? I try to include God in everything. That's why I put God first in my life every morning. I, I take the first hour and I study God's Word, sometimes two hours. Now, that's what I do. I'm not telling you you got to do that, but it wouldn't hurt you to sit down on the first day of every month and read the first chapter of Proverbs. It'll take you 12, 15 minutes at the most. The second day of the month, read the second one. That's what I call start with wisdom. That's why I'm going through the Proverbs with you. I've done it for years, and it has been such a blessing to myself and my family. God has blessed us in so many ways when, since I started putting him at first in my life and involving him in all my decision-making. Oh, I know you're all that, and you can do it without God. Well, let's see how that turns out for you. <laughs> 23 6, King James Version. Eat thou not the bread of him that hath an evil eye, neither desire thou his dainty meats. There we are with that dainty meats again. You got to be careful what they lure you with, folks. Modern English would say, don't seek favors from those who are unethical. That's what an evil eye means. Neither desire their delicacies. There's no reason for you to desire that stuff. Most of the time, it's not even good for you. <laughs> 23.7, King James Version. For as he thinketh in his heart, thinking about this powerful person, this rich person, this person that's offering you the dainty meat. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, 
but his heart is not with thee. Let's read that in modern English. For they have evil intentions in mind. Enjoy my riches, they say, but they are thinking of things that are against you. They're making plans against you. You can count on it. They don't do anything. A greedy person don't do anything that's not in their favor. Always remember that. Verse 8, the morsel which thou hast eaten shalt thou vomit up and lose thy sweet words. In other words, you're all there uh, making over them like there's something special and you're so uh, appreciative probably of them making the offers that they are. Be very careful. Look closely at what they're offering you. Modern English would say the tiny piece that you have eaten, you will throw up, and the select words will be for nothing. You know, you got to listen to what God says. You know, if you like the modern English, uh, remember, it's not going to be too long down the road, probably by June or July of 2024 this year, I will have a, I'll have a book come out called Start With Wisdom, where I've taken every one of the verses of Scripture and Proverbs from start to finish, and I break it down into modern English, and it's going to be available for everybody who would like to have one. 23.9 says, Speak not in the ears of a fool, for he'll despise the wisdom of thy words. Let me read that in modern English. It clears up real, really nicely. Do not speak to a fool, for they will scorn the wisdom of your words. You ever notice when you try to give a fool good information, oh, who are you? You think you're better than I am. Uh, oh, holier than thou. That's the kind of words they'll use to you. They'll scorn you, and, uh, and they'll try to make you feel bad about yourself, when in reality your intentions were to help them. You know, Jesus said when that happens, kick the dust off your feet and go somewhere else. That's what it means. 23.10, remove not the old landmark and enter not into the fields of the fatherless. Here we are again, back to the landmarks, the boundaries, okay? Modern English would say, read this way, do not remove an old boundary marker and do not go into the fields of the orphan. That's what the fatherless is. They were orphans, and they had special land laid out for them, and you aren't supposed to go in there and steal their food just because they're poor and you can take care of them. And they're not as fortunate as you are uh, with a family, you might say. 23.11, modern, I mean, uh, Proverbs, <laughs> King James Version says, For their Redeemer is mighty. Who's Redeemer? The fatherless, the, you know, the orphans. For their Redeemer is mighty. He shall plead their case with thee. In other words, modern English should say, because their kinsman redeemer is powerful, he will contend with you. What's a kinsman redeemer? It's the next in line. It's in your in in your inheritance, inheritance, or the people that uh, your grandfather, your your grandmother, your uh, you know your great grandfather, your great grandmother. It goes. They are your kinsman redeemers. Anybody in your family can be a kinsman redeemer. That's got your best interest at heart. Verse 12, apply thine heart unto instruction and thine ears to the words of knowledge. Here we go back to wisdom, folks. Modern English would say, fix your consciousness on wisdom and discipline. That's actually what that word instruction means with the way they used it in Hebrew. It means wisdom and discipline. 
And by the way, remember, heart means consciousness or your mind or your ability to think, okay? That's what it means most of the time. And it, unless it's talking about that heart beating in your chest, it, that's what it means. So fix your consciousness consciousness on wisdom and discipline. In other words, that's what you spend your time thinking about. And listen to the words of understanding. That's what knowledge gives you is understanding. 13, withhold not correction from the child, for if thou beatest him with a rod, he shall not die. Now that sounds pretty treacherous, doesn't it? Oh, we can't be beating our children with a rod. Listen to this in modern English. Do not withhold discipline from a child. Even if you strike the child with a stick, you will not destroy them. Now, that's within reason. You're not to uh, beat a child to the point of, of bursting the skin or, or breaking bones. Everybody knows better than that. That's not what this is talking about. It's simply explaining to you that it'd be a lot better off to take that child when they're young, when you've got some power over them and discipline them, point them in the right direction. What does discipline mean? Uh, it means to point them in the right direction, to give them the information that they need. Uh, or in some cases, uh, get their attention. <laughs> a good proper whipping on that cushion that God built by, <laughs> on the back of them uh, can get their attention and change their directions and their way of thought so that life will be easier on them. 23.14, King James Version, Thou shalt beat him with a rod and shalt deliver his soul from hell. See, it's on the, to the same point here. Modern English it would say it this way. When you strike the child with a stick, you'll get their attention and may deliver them from the grave. And that grave there, it, it means the grave. It means from uh, death. Because you know how if a child that's out of control, uh, they'll die early if they, if somebody don't give them some direction. They'll they can mess up to the point of death. You know that. Rather it's an accident or just taking drugs or whatever. Fifteen, my son, if thine heart be wise, my heart shall rejoice. Even mine, modern English, my child, if you choose wisdom, I will greatly rejoice. Help your children understand wisdom. Teach them uh, the word of God. Teach them proverbs. Teach them proverbs. It works. 16, yea, my reins shall rejoice when thy lips speak right thoughts. What's that saying, really? It says, yes, my spirit will be exceedingly glad when you speak truth and justice. You see why it's important to break these words down into more modern English? You'd never expect reins, R-E-I-N-S, uh, and rejoicing to go together. It means spirit. You just got to understand how they wrote back in that day, and you've got to break it down into more modern English, which is what I do. 23.17, let not thine heart envy sinners, but... Be thou in the fear of the Lord all day long. Now, this is an awesome verse to point out what modern English would say. So let's look at this. Let not thine heart. What is heart? It's who you are. It's your mind. It's your, it's your, it's your conscious mind. Uh, don't, let you, don't get caught up in, 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 in envying what the wicked have. So let me read it in modern English. Do not allow yourself to be envious of the wicked. But be in reverence to what? The uh, reverence of the one true God throughout your life. You see, 
uh, you got to break that down where fear is. Remember, the word fear, when you look it up, it actually means reverence, to revere, or to love, okay? So do not allow self do not allow yourself to be envious of the wicked, but be in reverence of the one true God throughout your life. Boy, that's some powerful words when you read it in modern English. 18, for surely there is an end, and thine expectation shall not be cut off. In other words, he's saying eventually we're all going to die, and our expectations can be cut off. Uh, eventually you're going to go back to visit God. The second your, 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 your spirit leaves this body, and that's the split second that you breathe your last breath, absent of the body present with the Lord. There is an end. So for surely there is an end, and thine expectation shall not be cut off. Let me read it in modern English. For there is a reward, and your hope will not be destroyed. If you what? If you believe in the one true and living God, and you, you believe in his son, Jesus Christ, you'll get that reward. It's just amazing. 19, hear thou, my son, and be wise, and guide thine heart in the way. This is easy in modern English. Listen to me, my child, and gain wisdom, and lead yourself in the way of life. How do you do that? By knowing God's word. 20, be not among wine bibbers, among riotous eaters of flesh. Modern English, do not hang around drunkards, or those who are gluttons of unclean meat. What's unclean meat? It's a sacrifice uh, that's made without actually repenting of your sins. God don't want those. He wants your repentance. He wants you to mean it in your heart. And let me tell you something. You hang around a bunch of drunkards, you're not going to see many people that's repenting of that. It's, it happens. They do change if they put God in their lives. Uh, but you got to hang on to God's word and be uh, don't go there in the first place. I think I'd leave it there. 21, for the drunkard and the glutton shall come to poverty. Better let that sink in. That's pretty clear even in even in old English. For the drunkard and the glutton shall come to poverty, and drowsiness uh, shall clothe the man with rags. Modern English, those who drink too much and those who overeat will become destitute. And laziness may cause one to become homeless. You'll lose it all. All right. Uh, 22. Hearken unto my father that begat thee, uh, of thy father. Hearken unto thy father that begat thee, and despise not thy mother when she is old. Uh, Modern English. Listen and obey the father that is over you. And it may not even be your own father. It may be a stepfather, but someone that loves you and cares for you and is giving you good instruction, good direction. And do not despise the mother who raises you when she grows old. It ain't just the mother that, that gave birth to you. It can be a mother that chose to raise you. Maybe you're adopted. Uh, listen to those that say we're nice enough to give you a place to live and love you and care for you. Uh, you know, they're the ones that raised you. Uh, you know, and you want to take care of them when they get old for they because they took care of you when you was young and helpless. 23, buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. Modern English, seek the truth and don't forsake it. The same concerning wisdom and correction and common sense. Folks, it is God's word. Uh, we want to we wanna put it there. I'm going to read that uh I'm going to start with 24 next time, uh, verse 24, mark it if you want to. 
you know, you can't go wrong doing right, and you can't go wrong gaining wisdom. And that's what the book of Proverbs is all about. So I challenge you. It's New Year. Start the first day of the new year. Uh, the first day, start it with the chapter one of Proverbs and read it and try to read it with understanding. And then the next day, do two. Try that all year and watch the year be better than you have ever had in your life. By the end of the year, you'll be living a lot of the things and using a lot of the wisdom. I appreciate y'all listening to today's health update. Until next time, may God continue to bless all of us with abundant health. And remember, magnify the Lord. As I said earlier, thank you for choosing to listen to today's health update. If you like what you heard, please consider sharing it with others who need to know the truth. To hear this or any of Roy's shows, go to www.podbean.com, www.podbean.com. And remember, you can learn more by going to our website, www.nhcherbs.com. That's www.nhcherbs.com. Or you can call to get more information at 256-757-0660.